Welcome to Coffee and Change, a podcast where we talk about change in our lives, our work, and our world, and how we're managing it. Hey, welcome back. Wow, what a week it has been. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy during these trying times. For all of you who are working from home, like me, maybe for the first time, for an extended period of time, and experiencing what it is like to work in an all-virtual environment, I think you're going to find this episode informative and timely. My guests for this episode are Mark and Ann Lackey, husband and wife, business owners, renowned Atlanta-based realtors, and the founders of HireSmartVAs.com. VAs, in this case, stands for Virtual Assistants. Mark and Ann have coached and trained hundreds of U.S. and Canadian realtors to be successful in a dynamic real estate industry. They have written multiple books and developed numerous educational programs to benefit companies and entrepreneurs around the world. Turning challenges into opportunities is something Mark and Ann pride themselves on, and they have done just that for multiple decades and through multiple downturns. In today's conversation, we will hear some great stories and insights on what drives them and how they stay focused and positive, always paying it forward. When I booked Anne and Mark as guests on my podcast just a few months ago, I had no idea how much the concept of virtual working would be on the forefront of everyone's mind. So, from my kitchen table in Seattle to their home office in Atlanta, We talked about the importance of this new way of working and how business was likely never going to be the same. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you both, Anne and Mark, for for joining today. I really am excited for this conversation to talk to you both about virtual assistants. We're kind of in this uh, this time in in the world right now where this aspect of working virtually and working remote is real and, uh, and, and, and universal for everyone right now. So, when you when you started um, hire smart virtual assistants, I'd I'd love to hear about kind of the the seed of that and how it got to where it's at today and some of the things that that you're seeing even today in the midst of the global pandemic that we're in right now. Let's start there and um, you know as you, as you guys do that, uh, we'll we'll just bring the conversation from there. Well, sure. So um, my name is Ann Lackey. I'm the co-founder of Hire Smart Virtual Assistants, and I work with my husband. Mark Lackey. We're pleased to be with you and your crowd of your people today. Thank you. And, and so um, interestingly enough, we have a kind of a, a funny story, or at least we think it's kind of funny. Uh, five, six, I guess it's been six years, six years ago, ago now. now. Uh, my marketing manager quit via text on my first vacation in seven years. And for all of you guys that are listening that are business owners, I hope that you can kind of go, man, that sucks. Yeah. It, it, it kind of did. Looking back, as we do with everything, the worst day of our lives ends up being the best day. And I think especially in this time right now, that's kind of hopefully a beacon of light for, for what we're yeah. going through. It's, it's when you're in it versus being you through it. it and looking back, right? So when that happened to us, Mark and I had an opportunity to kind of reassess, reevaluate, and pivot our business. And subsequently, we were in a mastermind event. We, Mark and I believe it's very, very important to surround yourself with people that are of like minds, that are generating ideas, and that are smarter than smarter us. Than us. Um, and so we were actually in a mastermind in the Bahamas, and we got kind of a, 
a taste of full-time dedicated virtual assistants from the Philippines. And Mark and I looked at each other and we went, Huh. We could do that. <laughs> we could do that. Um, my background is in HR. I've had 30 years of HR experience and managing people. And Mark was in corporate relocation and logistics. So between all of that, we kind of can com come up with some pretty interesting things. And so I did what I do best. Mark says, go, go get them, go get the data and, and find the strategic partners. So I went out and I researched everything that I could figure out. And we developed a system of hiring. So Hire Smart Virtual Assistants is really a recruiter, just like a normal recruiter. The only difference is we apply that technology and those, those kind of analytics to Filipino-based uh, workers which is different. You know, we've spent a lot of time, energy and effort looking at personality profiles, disc profiles, skills assessments, all of that kind of stuff. And I can truly tell you that after four, almost five years now yeah. of placing for other people, we've got it right. We're dialed in. Yeah. yeah, we started out, we took the Fortune 500 hiring modules and testing and, and literally we got that. We spent a fortune for it, but it was geared to American hiring. We even put over 10,000 prospects through and built our own analog uh, of those people coming through. And with that, know the successes for a Filipino versus the personality of the success for an American employee. So one of the things that we do kind of as a consultant with our clients is we help them kind of write stuff. We help them kind of analyze what do they have now, what's working really well, and where are the gaps that we feel um, a virtual professional, virtual staff member can really add value and or reduce cost for them. So, and So we're offering full-time employee equivalents. Correct. Really, that's what it is. And one of our taglines is, let us be your next hire. Because if somebody's growing and they need to add staff, if they've had somebody quit, there's some kind of a change, and they're looking to hire, we give them another option. And it, it, it's a higher productive option and a lower cost option. And it provides all the same controls that you have with an employee. And we also become, after a placement, we become kind of that HR component, right? So we don't go away. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times you've seen or, or there have been issues with people that have done a placement. Oh, I'm going to pay a low dollar amount and I'm going to get somebody and they're just going to work. Um, we are not the low price leader because we want to make sure that we have the investment in the time, energy, and assessments. Personally, I vet every clients virtual assistant. Not only do I vet them for the pre-hire, in other words, get them to the three candidates, but then I work with every selected candidates for 40 hours and really put wow. them through a pace of performance. And it's, so it's like a working interview basically for 40 hours. And so because of that, we have a very high success rate in our placements. And then we provide that ongoing support for the clients too. So we give them all the tools that they need because you don't know what you don't know when you're hiring right. globally. And, and then the, the monthly webinars, we call them office hours, the quarterly meetings, the things that we offer to our clients provide them additional value. And then we become their consultant of keeping their business running and keeping it operating 
at a high level. Yeah, I think what's really fascinating that you both talk about, um, you know, and your background in HR and IT, I mean, those two, those two co combination um, are, are strong anyway. I think right now in the world that we're in right now, that really becomes um, critical. And I think, Mark, as you're talking about your, your logistician background and the ability to understand like what parts need to be where and almost kind of like the human supply chain part of this, I'd love to, to dig in a little bit because, you know, Anne, as you talk about like capabilities and competencies, right, that you're looking for people and, um, and how do you do this virtually, um, you know, the combination of skills that you both have, it's something that I think people are really going to need a lot more of in the coming months and possibly coming years. I'd love for you to just elaborate a little bit on, on kind of your model and, and what works really well there and maybe share some nuggets for people that are listening and maybe giving you a call in a few months. <laughs> Which would be great. And, but, but even if they don't, I hope they learn a lot from this time together. So one of the things that I learned early, early on in my career is that I have a good intuition about people, just in general. That's just kind of a, that is a God-given skill. Not everybody has that. Clearly, we've seen lots of people not hire well because they hire them because they have some type of relationship with them or they think they're going to be great or, and they don't have a methodology. So I've spent a lot of time in my career because I do have that IT background, right? <laughs> so I always want things that are duplicatable and repeatable processes that work. So one of the things that I've been able to do is take my gut intuition and, and kind of re-back engineer it. I don't know how a better way to say it. So what, I, what I've done is I've, in the last 18 months alone, we'll just talk about that. We have analyzed over 8,500 applicants. That's a lot of data, right? And out of that, we know X number just don't necessarily work. So then we're dealing with, okay, there, there's this many people that would, would meet a criteria that most people would agree to. And these are numbers. Yeah, these are numbers. Not intuition, but the true are, numbers that come out of showing their potential for success in a bunch of different areas. So, th so then we take that lower number and we look at commonalities. And we look at the people that have successfully gone through our program and our, our top virtual assistants that the clients just rave about. And we look at what are some of those common traits that are successful across the board. And so then what we're able to do is we're able to build this model of success. So that's kind of one area that I think really makes a difference in hiring is getting it to a point where you've got a clear goal and objective for the person. You have a clear guidelines of what you need them to do. And you have some type of testing model or some type of benchmark that you can put people through to make sure that they are set up for success. Because our clients will come to us and they'll give us, here's the top three things I need done. You know, I need, to, I need all my phone, calls answered, customer service or frontline sales or whatever it is, all the emails, I, I need some data input, whatever those top three things are. And through that analytical analysis and an intuition, Anne's going to have somebody that's interviewed and we really get the top 1% and she's going to find three of them that can do the job. Any of these three can do that job that that 
client has come to us, she puts them in front of those clients and they do 20 minute interviews each and decide which one they like. Cause that's how most people right. hire anyway. Oh, I like that person, right. but they are liking that person that already know has a known success opportunity because we've already tested them. So it's based not on just, data. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, right, right. right. So they choose one and sometimes they choose two because they have a lot of trouble deciding one over another. And the, the reality is you have to like who you work with. I mean, so, so that, and that's the one thing that, I mean, I'm not a part of the team there. I don't know everybody very well. Their company Their culture. Their company culture. I, I, obviously, I'm not as inundated in that. So I look at it as, okay, here are the bottom line skill sets. And then I kind of keep, keep a little bit of a different personality flavor. So I make sure that I've got them covered one way or the other. It's very, very rare. It, it has happened, I think, probably three times in the hundreds and hundreds of placements that we've done where they say, yeah, no, 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 I don't like any of them. And I'll go back to the drawing board. But most times, and I would say probably 99.9% of the time, they're like, this is hard. Like, I love them all. Like, can I take them all? And I'm like, it's all a matter of money. If you, have, if you need three for this role, let's do it. And I said, but if, but if that's not the case, let's talk about the pros and cons of each one. And I kind of unpack the candidate, kind of roll back the curtain and say, you know, these are the, these are the data points. This is, this is what we're seeing. And uh, again, it, it has worked incredibly well. Yeah, because that um, candidate has gone through three personal interviews. At least. <laughs> just to get the AM. And then they get into an interview with the potential client right. plus all the testing that we're doing um, so they're well vetted you know we, we vet their technology we vet everything for success and I think that so anybody that's hiring really needs to have a process a process that they can do over and over again and that they look at the results I mean a lot of times again we, we coach tons of people through this process I find that before they get to us they they don't have a hiring process. They have made really bad decisions. Matter of fact, I have one client that says everybody I've ever hired has sucked. <laughs> and I really, I, I, I don't think you can do any better. And I said, okay. That's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, and so, and they're my, one of my best clients because they know that I provide great results for them because again, I've taken that emotional piece out of it for them. It's a safe environment. It's a safe, um, safe way to hire. So that's kind of, you know, the, the one nugget I hope anybody would take out of this is that, you know, there, there is science to it. There's intuition to it. There is, you know, some people are going to be better at that than others, but my whole thing is do what you do best. If you're a widget maker, make widgets, hire a professional to take care of the things that you're not that great at, like hiring, like let us do that for you. And, and we've been doing this five years almost, and we have our first placement is still working with our client. Actually, three of them at that one yeah, client. Four and a half years ago, when it'll be five years in June. Right, almost five years. They right. still have those same VAs working, just like they were employees. Sure. And they had a constant turnover of employees. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that, that's another big benefit is reducing that churn. 
Right. I think one of the other things I heard, um, and you say in a previous podcast with, uh, was, you know, this aspect and, and Mark, I'd love your thoughts on this, this aspect of you can do anything with a computer and a phone these days. Um, and we're doing it right now, right? We're, we were planning on doing zoom anyway, but like, if you've seen some of the statistics this week, you know, I, one of my um, alma maters, Georgetown University, recently published their Zoom minutes, right, have gone off the charts. They're in the two million range, uh, what they call Zoom minutes. Universities are trying this, and, you know, the government's trying this. You know, corporate has been um, a little further along in this journey, but I'd love, Mark, to, to hear your, your perspective on this aspect of what we're all experiencing now, which is you can do anything with a phone and a computer. You all have been doing this for a while with the, the virtual assistants. Um, What's been what's been like the 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 top success of that in empowering people to say you've got a smartphone and you've got a, a computer like we can figure this all out? Well, people have operated in fear for years, and they they've heard that these large companies have set up call centers and they've heard all these options that they've had for big companies, but they never realized that a smaller company could have that same thing. Um, around the time of the Olympics, we put in all these massive fiber cables and all, and somebody wrote a book, The World is Flat. And instead of us bringing all of the workers here to do, and engineering was a big thing. They bring the engineers here to work and then they'd go back. Now we can send giant drawings back and forth on, on this fiber. And what that provided was an opportunity for us as smaller businesses and mid-sized businesses to take advantage like the big companies did with call centers. So what they had to do though, is to get over that fear of not having somebody right down the hall that they can walk down and tap on their shoulder and say, how are you doing today, Susie? We're, we're in a human to human business, but you still have with our virtual staff, those touches. I mean, we say hey to our staff every morning, whether they're virtual or they're local. Um, you know, there are some jobs our local people have to do. We call them boots on the ground. We're still gonna have that. But there are so many things that our VAs, our virtual assistants are supporting that person. That person that, that one's supporting or the others are supporting are so much happier in what they're doing. We put in voice over IP phones. We've got a, a large internet connection. That's really all it took to right. be able to achieve this. And people are learning that we're fearful of doing that, but they're learning today, like you said, the Zoom minutes are just zooming right up and everybody's starting to realize, you know, we can do this. We don't all have to be together. So yeah. let's kind of talk through the, the, the five areas that Hire Smart sees the biggest potential for success. Cause I think that, that that's- Sure, yeah. You know, one is customer service, right? You know, customers need and want to communicate. That's why Zoom minutes are all up. We want to have that face-to-face -face or we want to have that connection of voice-to-voice, -voice, right? We're tired of call trees. We're tired of all of that. So receptionist lines, customer service lines, that type of thing is, is very, very well suited for what we, what we do. Um, administration. You know, again, files, as Mark mentioned, the data, the infrastructure is very easily done now to pass files, have things in the cloud, cloud-based softwares. All of that has gotten to a point that is super simple. Um, sales support. 
that's your lead generation, your appointment setting. Most of the time when someone wants to talk to me um, and they're cold, meaning that I have no reference, I'll have Daphne uh, call them and say, Anne's looking forward to her conversation with you, wanna make sure we're on point, and she'll ask them a couple qualifying questions to see if really they're a good fit for us or not to make sure that I'm not wasting time on somebody that only needs part-time or, or whatever. So sales support is a, is a big role. Uh, in administration, we talked about accounting. <laughs> a lot of data entry, right? A lot of grinder, grinder work with that. Marketing, there's a lot that can be done virtually in, in marketing. Um, and, and that, again, kind of goes into that sales support. So there's, you know, there's all of these different roles that we all have in every business, no matter what business you're in, you, you have sales, customers, marketing, accounting, uh, and, social, and social media, media all of that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and those are things that we do really well. Uh, areas that you also do really well in the virtual world, but not necessarily in our space, of course, is, is programming, web development, SEO. Those are, again, those are all, all good virtual types of positions. We don't specialize in that because we have so much other business um, in the other categories. And, and we feel like we need to stick in our lane. You know, I see so many businesses decide that they want to expand very fast or they want to go and be everything to everybody. And, and we determined a long time that, that really our niche <laughs> is, is in that customer service admin space. Um, and that what we did was full time dedicated from the Philippines. So you'll also have other virtual companies that are great in various countries. Um, we looked at expanding into other countries. We felt like things weren't as stable there that for us. So we said, no, we're gonna we're gonna stick to the Philippines. We know we have a proven methodology there that that works, and uh, for our customer base, that worked out really well. So you know pretty much anything that can be done with a computer or phone can actually be done by a virtual assistant. Um, and the world and is the, learning that today. <laughs> we're all oh, virtual right. assistants. I mean, I think that's the wonderful thing. I loved how you said we're all virtual assistants because, you know, even as we're talking today, it's so interesting how um, a lot of my colleagues and my clients have expressed this week and last week, we've lost our sense of time. Right. We, there, there are these demarcation lines that we're used to. Right. I'm used to walking down the hill to work. I'm used to, you know, grabbing the grabbing a colleague. You, you said tapping them on the shoulder, saying, hey, let's grab coffee. You're used to breaking up your day in a certain way. And when I walk from the bedroom to the counter and that's the extent of your commute and even small things, which I think we have so much to learn from those that are working virtually all the time, you know, small little tips like. Um, a client implemented this the other day. They started started planning uh, meetings that would that would start five minutes after and end five or ten minutes before the hour, because we forget, right? We we think like, you know, yes, the bathroom is like five feet away, but you just go from meeting to meeting to meeting when you're in this virtual thing, and sometimes you forget to eat or take a break, and these are all new muscles for us, for those of us that have been getting on planes and going to clients and. <laughs> you know, managing uh, people in, in offices, it's all new for us. And I think it's extremely humbling. Um, and it leaves me really um, in a place of, you know, deep respect for those that, that do this every single day. That, that kind of brings me to a place I'd love to dig in a little bit, which is your values. 
Anne, when you and I talked before about your company and what you all have set up here, one of the things that really jumped out to me were, were the values. And I think any company that, um, that gets started and goes through times of uncertainty and builds from adversity really relies on their values. And so, you know, just to, to share with the listeners, your values are mindful, we want raving fans, available, we want easy access for people, respectful, love, protect, and respect others, team, working together, ethics and integrity, do the right thing, and relationships, most important overall. So this may be a tough question for you both, but do you have a favorite value? And if so, why? So mine is about relationships, because if you've got a relationship, everything else goes, I mean, there's a reason that relationships, so our values are, are smarter, so that way we can remember them, and that R is the cornerstone and keystone of what we do, because when you are in a relationship with someone, you want to serve them, you want, you are mindful of, it, of their time, energy, and effort, you are available to them because you care about them. You have, you're respectful because again, you're in a relationship. Your, your team is, you can't do it by yourself. <laughs> so, so relationship is usually two or more people that you're in a relationship with and ethics and integrity. You would never hurt somebody that you care about. And so honestly, part of our core values personally, so those are, those are our professional values, which of course stem from what we believe personally is our goal is always to leave somebody a little bit better off than before they met us. That is a that is a something that we we aspire to every day to just leave somebody just a little bit better off. And Mark's actually really really I think we're both good at it. But I love to watch my husband and how he treats people. And um, of course, in today's economy and and not knowing what's going on today, um, he spoke to our, our our cleaning lady. And of course, we're getting ready here in Atlanta to to not be able to have her come to our house. And he said to her, I just want you to know, you don't have to worry. We're still going to send you your check, even if you can't come. And wow, you know, I mean, it's important to, to us, but he made it a point to tell her versus me. I just would have sent her a check, right? But he wanted her to know because he cares about her. He wanted her to know that she was going to be okay. And I, th I thought she was going to cry. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the things I really respect about Mark and his relationships with people and in a, in a very simple way of how we demonstrate how we live our lives. So that's my core. It's a, it's a beautiful story. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, Mark, what about, what about you? When you think about the, the values and I love that, Anne, you talked about the blend of professional personal, cause you're right. We bring ourselves to work every single day. Um, and, and I honestly, I, I don't want to put a Berlin wall between who I am and what I believe and how I show up and help others also with the goal of leaving them better than I found them. So yeah, Mark, what about you? Well, about 25 years ago, I made a commitment to an accountability partner to be accountable for each and every single solitary thing I did. And that gets into the ethics and the integrity component because I'm, I'm accountable to Anne, Anne is to me, but I have somebody on the outside that I have 100% accountability to. And he won't put up with any slack, any mess, anything short of 100%. You know, there's, there's black and white. There, you know, there, there's, there's not gray there. You, you're doing the right thing or you don't do it. So 
you know, we, we try to pay things forward, we, as Ann had mentioned. And the thing to think about is, and, and this was shared with me, is if you can do something for somebody and not tell them, then you've really done something for somebody. If you've done something and told them, hey, I just did this for you, you just did it for credit. And I, I learned that about 25 years ago. So I, I didn't even notice and took anything out of me telling the cleaning lady I'd take care of her. But I wasn't doing that for credit. I wanted her to know she would be able to pay her bills and could afford to eat. And um, that, that shared with, that was shared with me, like I said, 25 years ago. And it's really hard to, to think about, can you just do something for somebody and not tell them? And it really challenged me. And over the years I've tried as best I could to just do the right things, whether anybody's looking or not, and not trying to do it for credit. I think, I think that's a, a wonderful example of you know, leadership in action, right? It's, it's that you just, you act it, you, you embody it. Um, you don't have to get on a megaphone and, and, and say it. Um, you know, as we, as we kind of get ready to, to wrap up here, I'd love to, to capture from you both because in the stories you've told and even just in the, where you sit in the world and what you do in the world, I think is so, is so timely right now. You're both experienced business owners. We talked about how you've navigated challenges up and down in the market. You've both been in the, the real estate market, which has taken its hits, and, and, and you've learned from that. Um, I mentioned earlier about how we were all kind of reflecting on what happened in the dot-com bust, and then the 2008, and September 11th, and now this global pandemic. So I would love to hear from both of you, having navigated those changes, and at the same time, we're kind of at a place where we'd never been before. Um, and you talked about certainty, Mark. I think that's such a great example of giving someone certainty in, an, in a very uncertain time as a gift. So what are you two doing to sort of stay healthy in this change? Um, and what advice would you give to folks that are maybe, maybe not as far along in kind of navigating those, those ups and downs and um, would love to hear about what's worked well for you and maybe what you're sharing with your, your clients and your friends and family? Well, we, I've been through from gas lines and gas shortages in the 70s to toilet paper shortages in the 20s, right? And all points in between. I mean, we, we've seen the savings and loan debacle. We've seen a lot of things happen. There, you know, 9-11, the, the financial impact, Lehman, all those things. And when they hit, most people's reaction is the world is coming to an end. The reaction is we'll never get out of this. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. And right now, this country and most businesses are operating in that fear, the fear that this is the end of the world. And I'm here to tell you, it is not. I've been through a lot of ups and a whole lot of downs. We're gonna come out on the backside of this so much better. And it'll be like Ann had mentioned earlier, when you're in the middle of something, it's the worst day of your life. And then the, when you come out of it and you look backwards, we're all going to be so much better off because our businesses are going to be able to operate so much better and so much more efficient. We're going to be much more uh, profitable and this whole country is going to do much better. I, I will say though, that this is something that we've never seen before. And, and it, as with anything, there are going 
to be people that thrive with the change and people that pick up the reins and innovate and pivot. And they're going to be people that are going to be casualties. I mean, that's just kind of the reality of, of what's going to happen. Mark and I are always on the pivot side. You know, when you mentioned about the dot-com, I was in IT in the height of the dot-com dot-bomb era. And, you know, I made it through. I didn't starve to death and all of that kind of stuff. We actually started our, our business right after 9-11 and everybody thought we were nuts. I mean, seriously thought we were nuts. We were, we were um, buying in properties in the wrong area, in the wrong style. All I mean, they just told us we were never, never going to succeed. In know? the financial collapse of 08 through 10, we were so prosperous. We chose not to participate is how we tell people. <laughs> we just chose people. You know, we chose not to participate. We worked our way through it and we took advantage of the opportunities. You know, you get a hand of cards, you get a hand of cards, you have to play that. So we were chosen by our local chamber here in the Metro Atlanta area as the small business of the year. In real estate in 2010. In 2010, doing real estate, and we weren't selling for, and most people were thinking, oh, the banks and all that. Not we we weren't, that. we didn't have giant clients. I sold them one, one, at a time. one home at a time to you and your wife and your brother and your sister and all. And we were the small business of the year because we chose not to participate in the downturn. We chose to take advantage of the deck, the, the hand of cards that had been dealt out of that deck. And so the, if we could just give anybody a word of advice through all of this is that you have a choice. You have a choice to innovate, to pivot, to, to look at if you're a business owner in today's world, you have an opportunity to reinvent yourself totally completely. Don't think of the limits or you, with the can'ts. Just think of if I, if I had an opportunity to redefine who I am, what my company is, what, what people we serve, design it. There are people that are innovating. There are people, we, we sit, sit, stay up and we talk about, oh gosh, like what is this gonna be like for us? Cause we don't know, we have clients that are petrified to hire right now. And I have clients that are super excited and going, yes, yeah. I can do this and I can save money and I can innovate and I can serve more people in my area. Be on that side of this. Yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to be at a conference and, and the conference canceled certainly. And, but what they've done is they sold training and they've opened up during this debacle, during the pandemic, free training for everybody. They just, they said, here, you can get in no matter what. And it's very expensive training. They will shut that down once the pandemic's over, but they're offering help to people. Now, in the long run, they're paying it forward. Those people in the back end go, man, they had great training. I'm gonna have to pay for this, that online training. And, and thinking like that, is what's going to help America. It's going to help us all get out of this malaise. It's going to help us all be successful. And those people that are doing those things to help people, not they weren't promoting saying, oh, it's a good time to do training, pay for it. They were saying, here's training. Use your time that you have at home. Use that bandwidth that we're all exceeding right now, right? Well, and I think, you know, one of the our other mentors had said something, said two things that I want to just kind of pass on that have really stuck with me. You know, this is the, the age of, uh, of not promotion, but education. 
Like, what can you do to serve? How can you educate people? How can you get people kind of to to get out of their themselves, right? And that's exactly what you're doing on this podcast, podcast and what you as an individual are doing. You're paying it forward to a lot of people, and I admire that. The, the second thing that she talked, and this really, like, she just said it this morning, and I'm still processing it, but it was just one of those things that I, and there are very few things that I hear that I go, okay, wow, that was amazing. So she said, this is, this is challenging. Let me, let me not sugarcoat this. This is going to be challenging. She says, but it's like if you broke your leg and you knew you were going to be in a cast for eight weeks and you couldn't go upstairs, you wouldn't go into your house and tear out all the stairs and remodel your own home and put in an elevator. Put, put in an elevator. She says for eight weeks, you probably figure out you need to sleep on the couch, right? Yeah. You need to do things differently. It's not business as usual. It's business as unusual, but you wouldn't freak out and remodel everything in your life because you have a broken leg. And you know that cast is going to come, come off in eight at weeks. some point in the future. <laughs> and I thought, wow, what a great nugget of information to tell people like we're just all in a cast for the next eight weeks or however long it is we can still function right and we can't we can't run marathons because so that's out because we're in the cast but we can do other things we're still a valuable member of society we can innovate and still get around and so i i mean i just thought that was brilliant yeah i mean we've, we've looked at our business and we have risk with eight percent of our clients eight percent of our clients Initially, it was, oh, everybody's going to quit. Everybody's going to, you know, that's your initial reaction is you're going to lose every business. You're going to go out of business. We have a risk with 8%. I can live with. That's only, that's a, in one of our companies. That's yeah, not with higher. But I can, I can live with an 8% loss for some period of time. It will come back. But these are times for opportunities. So you're yeah. seeing. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's such a positive way to, to frame it, and I, I, I love the, I love the cast example, Anne, because that is so, it is, it is so, it's so simple. But I, I also think it's extremely powerful because it is one of these things. You know, I've had conversations with my parents, my siblings, and clients, and teams, and there is some, some part of this which I do find really interesting, Mark, as you said. You know, this aspect of us uh, experiencing stillness is not necessarily a bad thing because in the stillness, it's when we, we look inward, right? And we start to educate. And those resources, as you talked about, Mark, that whether it's you know the free Dave Matthews Band that's uh, concert that's gonna happen tonight, whether it's the joyful noise that's gonna happen in cities, right? Whatever that is, I think my heart gets warmed by that because it's kind of this human condition, right? It's like people sharing what they know and people going through it together. And also realizing that you don't have to reframe and rewire and tear everything down. Um, we're going to come out on the other side wiser, more connected, having tried new tools, seen different ways to achieve better outcomes or the same outcomes. And frankly, I think on the, on the, on the other side comes a tremendous amount of creativity and curiosity. And to me, that is the best thing you can, you can have for a thriving economy is curiosity and creativity because those two lead to innovation. Your, you know, the points you've hit on. So thank you so much for that, uh, that information, that guidance, that hope. Um, you've given it to me in the middle of a day, which has been, you know, a little, a little crazy. I appreciate that. Well, I want to say one more thing just to try to help people maintain their sanity, which is have a routine. 
Yes. That's probably for people that have never been solopreneurs or never worked at home. And now they're, you know, they've got all of this weird space. So I, I actually came up with a, with a PDF for people to, of how to kind of keep themselves centered through this. But the first thing is keep your normal routine, get up, put your clothes on ladies, put your makeup and hair done. Dress, dress for work. Dress for work. Like, and have a space. I don't care if it's one little part of your dining room table, but when you're sitting there, you're productive and at work, and you tell the people in your household, like, that's what this means. And that doesn't mean that you sit there for eight hours a day, because honestly, there's a lot of you guys that have young kids in the house, and they have no idea what this whole thing is but, about. But go ahead and try to, you know, maintain that routine. And this next thing is maintain your consistency. If you normally go to lunch with a friend, Put it on the calendar. Do a do Zoom. It do a Zoom. We have a we have a virtual dinner with some of our favorite people tomorrow night um, because we miss them, and I think we miss that connection. Um, but try to keep, you know time block. Try to keep yourself as focused and realize if you are a an employer, the the business day is no longer nine to five because you can't again you can't get it done in that time period because you have all of these distractions with kids and dogs and like. But you can still work your eight hours. But have a conversation with people like how can I how can how can business get done, but in your time frame and in your way. You work with the kids fifteen minutes. You work forty five. Right. You work with the kids fifteen minutes. You know whatever that balance has to be. <laughs> One of the funnier things is everybody talks about well why would the why, you know Filipinos work the middle of the night because that's you know they, they're, they're working twelve hours different. Uh, yeah, they're 12 hours difference from Eastern Standard. And I say to them, they all love it because it's quiet in the middle of the night. No interruption. There's no interruption. Their kids are asleep. They're, you know, Their spouse is asleep. Because they're like, well, why would we only give them 30 minutes for lunch? I'm like, what else is there to do in the middle of the night? Like, it's not he like here in the U.S. It's a, it's a separate culture. They love it. It's quiet. This fits their lifestyle. And it's what they want. But the routine is important. And but yeah, but I even always Even if tell you have a corner of your desk and you don't have a door, put a little piece of paper up that says door, door closed. <laughs> so when your wife or your spouse comes to you and says, oh, I want to talk, no, it's not a good time, his door's closed. So that you can focus. We had two web meetings this week with professionals Ugh. that were sitting in their beds. Yeah, and, don't do that. And, you know, get up and give me the respect <laughs> of getting dressed and getting out of bed. I don't want to see you in your PJs. Gosh, you know, so so again, maintain that routine. Um, get dressed, put your makeup on, follow your routine. We do yoga, so you ask, what do we do? So we have we got our virtual, uh, our yoga person to go virtual. Which we he, usually went there we, we, five we, nights yeah. a week. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that was a big part of our social outlet. That's a big part of like our our health and wellness. And we told him early on, we're like, you need to work this out. And he's like, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, I, I'll help you work it out. Like I do this for a living. Here's how to do Zoom. Right, Here's how exactly. to do this. Here's so, how to get this. So two weeks ago, he, he used us as a guinea pig for the first week to make sure all the kinks were out. Yeah, it took three days to figure it out. Figure it out. And now it's like clockwork. And so now what he's been able to do is he can now offer it to anybody. Like yeah. so one of our students was getting ready to move away. She can still, even when we come back in studio, she can 
use that as an option, right? So we helped him innovate and change. And I honestly, it was selfish because I needed yoga. <laughs> so totally, totally not on an altruistic world. Um, but again, that was an important piece. Having dinner with people, even if it's virtual, is important to us to try to remain those connections. And virtual staff members need that too. So we always have regular meetings. Even, you know, all of our team gets together and, and has this time together. And it's, Electronically. Not, it's not all like business, although it, obviously we're there to get business done, but it's there to connect. Hey, how's your family? What are you feeling in this particular situation? Um, and, and right now it's important to increase our communication um, yeah. across the board. And then if you need tools, there's a lot of software now available to help with all of that. So that's kind of just some tidbits, hopefully. Yeah, for you. I appreciate that. Um, before we close out, I would love for you to tell people where can they learn more about Hire Smart virtual assistants. Um, I think this conversation has been so fruitful for, for me and I hope for others. And I, I have no doubt that people will definitely be thinking about this for their, for their companies and for their entrepreneurial, you know, um, visions. So where can they learn more about both of you and Hire Smart? Well, they can always go to our website, which is HireSmartVAs.com. That's HireSmartV as in Victor, A as in Apple, S as in Sam.com. And if you want to do slash appointment, I have a little bit of free time. So I'm, yeah. giving, away, um, I'm giving away some business consulting. So there you go. 30-minute blocks. blocks. You know, it's, it's awesome. just ever thought about it or want to go through some again we've been business coaches for years and that's not really part of our service that we offer anymore but I want to help people like we have a we have a mission to help people and so anybody can sign up if you do want a strategy session though I do ask that we keep it focused to one thing so put mm -hmm. the one thing want us to focus on in the notes. If it's, you want to know just more about our business, just say, I want to sure. know more, which is fine. I love that. But if, whether you're interested in our services or not, if you need help, we were here to help you. Um, then another thing is we have um, our best-selling book called Multiply Yourself. And so if you want to go hiresmartvas.com slash podcast, we're happy to give anybody a free copy of the book. You do have to put in your email address, but it'll deliver to you seamlessly. And um, we also, again, have some resources that we'll make available to you and you can choose Thank you. what you think might mean the most to your, to your listeners. That would be great. Thank you both so much, Anne and Mark. I really appreciate it. From Seattle, the other side of the country, all the way to Atlanta. Um, I'm sending you, sending you lots of positive vibes. Uh, it sounds like you guys are about to go into what we've been experiencing for the past couple of days. So please stay safe. Stay healthy. We've been quarantined for, what, two weeks now? So we just did it ourselves. We're day, yeah. we're day 16. Yeah, we're day 16. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of in the same. I'm kind of in the same about day 15 myself. Um, so, so yeah, I, I uh, really appreciate your time and thank you for the resources and the offering to, to those that listen. I do hope folks reach out and uh, who knows, maybe we'll be talking soon after the world comes out of the other side of this. And, and I'm sure we will. Well, yeah. well, it's been our pleasure. You're just such a delight to talk to you. And I love the fact that your podcast is like, you know, over coffee. We didn't have yeah. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I, I had Pellegrino and with uh, lime, and she had. But I, but I love that premise because that's where you know that's where you can grow and and learn some new stuff. So thank you for having us. We do appreciate it as a lot. You're very welcome. Have a wonderful afternoon and evening, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you.